Christina Stoika is talking with us about celestial mechanics, and she's going to begin part two with a discussion of analyzing collisions. Another problem that occurred in the 50s and 60s, but actually mathematicians looked at it before, is motion at the close encounters, at close approach, right? So at the collision when of two or more bodies. And practically this is a problem of integration using numerics. The time step integration of the dynamics has to be changed at small distances. Collisions occur in the vector field or in the ODEs as zero denominators, again singularities. I mean, this is the main issue. So regularization, as it's called, is a method to deal with close encounters. Now, for fun, you know, mathematicians looked at this problem in earlier decades, as with Levi Civita and Sudman. Regularization comes in different flavors. Okay, one is let's regularize the the ODEs in itself, basically by matching a trajectory that ends in collision on one that starts in a collision, let's say. And this is like an elastic collision, for instance. Right? For the, the Newtonian field, it can be shown that we can do this and it would occur such a collision as an elastic bounce. There are other methods and they look more at the vector field and in a geometric framework. For instance, Moser has a beautiful theorem in which he shows that the regularized Kepler flow is a geodesic flow on a sphere with the North Pole being a collision, uh, the collision point. And this is just beautiful, I think. Now, Moser's techniques, again, you know, he had this Kepler flow and, and the two-body problem and three-body problem as toy problems, but his work, right, the on regularized average flow, for instance, the, the techniques introduced there are adapted now in quantum mechanics. So it tells something about how the story goes. Likewise, there are developments in, in uh, geometry in the 60s and, and 70s, in particular the Marsden-Weinstein symplectic reduction theorem. And I mention this because, in fact, this, this theorem, and in some books we, we find it uh, with uh, these authors, this Marsden-Weinstein symplectic theorem, just because Ken Meyer stated it in the context of the three-body problem in 71, and then Marsden and Weinstein lifted it to the abstract level that is used today in 1974. So there is a, a common root there, a common thread that comes from celestial mechanics. Now, coming closer to, to nowadays, what people are doing today, they're looking at the theoretical or practical problems. Now, the practical problems have something to do with space travel, of course. Theoretically, in pure mathematics, the problem now of celestial mechanics, let's say, is a counting problem. It's the counting the so-called central configurations, which are actually configurations of the end bodies or end mass points. I keep uh, making this, this correction, if you want, okay, to not be uh, considered as planets. So end mass points from which, if the bodies are released, they either end up in a total collision or move in, a, in one of these rotating uh, equilibria. Now, this problem is on the list of Smale's list of problems for the 21st century. Is given n mass points, is the number of central configurations finite? And the progress is slow. So, you know, for, for three bodies, we know about the five solutions that I, I mentioned earlier. For four bodies, they're starting to use uh, computer-assisted proofs. The most recent paper, which was published in Alice of Mathematics, 
shows that the, the number of central configurations is finite for a generic choice of masses for five bodies. And to deal with this problem, there are deep connections with more theory, algebraic geometry, and computer-assisted proof. Another uh, nice problem that is uh, in the celestial mechanics community now is the geometrical re regularization of the n-body problem. So for two bodies, we have uh, the Moser regularization, and not only, right, we, we have more uh, paths there. But for three bodies, it was shown in the 70s that actually this problem is not regularizable in an ODE sense, like the, the elastic bounds, as I was mentioning before. Instead, people are, are trying to uh, smooth out, let's say, the, the vector field with techniques that roughly what they do, they slow down the time and zoom in on the collision point and then try to see this collision as something happening in a larger space where it looks nice, but in the projection in, in a smaller space, it becomes this collision. And another uh, path is the search of periodic orbits in a numerical and more analytical way. And uh, for this kind of problems, besides the numerics and trial and error, there are functional analysis tools, and representation theory, and equivariant dynamics. From a practical standpoint, I was mentioning that the end-body problem has a lot to do with space travel and astrophysical uh, problems. Space travel, they used about 15 years ago the natural dynamics that occurs in the restricted three-body problem to actually the design a mission that went to the moon and came back. I won't insist on that. But other problems that, that are occurring, for instance, their generalization, let's say, from the end-body problem to the end-full-body problem. So if we have, for instance, two bodies that now they're not mass points, but they're fully extended in space with volume and density, then uh, even if we consider them as rigid bodies, just for two bodies we get a 12 uh, nonlinear ODE system reducible using the, the conservation laws to six nonlinear equations. Now, the applications of this may be closer than we think. The, they're thinking about mining in the asteroid belt. By the way, the asteroid belt is a, a belt of rocks, basically. In between Mars and Jupiter, these rocks never formed a, a planet. It's a planet that never got to be formed. Other applications, understanding the moon's stabilizing effect on the Earth's motion. Otherwise, Earth, we already know, would tumble all the time. And this is in connection with... Uh, understanding certain mechanisms which determine the climate change. And finally, something very, very modern and uh, showing up now is intersection of data analysis with astrodynamics. There is a major problem out there with the space debris. Right? As, as soon as a, a satellite or a little spacecraft has an accident and it explodes, there just it's all this garbage out there. And... Um, if a piece of this uh, debris hits another satellite or a station, it might cause a disaster. So what one wants to do is to use data and really make predictions about close approaches of space objects and avoid them, right? Compute the probability of collision and avoid them when this is the case. But this is just emerging right now, so there is not much done. It's a very practical problem. It would be very nice to, to look at it from a mathematics point of view. 
<laughs> All right, Christina, that's quite a, a discussion of celestial mechanics. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Not necessarily. <laughs> you... uh, well, I do have something to add. It's about the way celestial mechanics is regarded within the mathematics and physics community even, not by engineers necessarily. People think it's an old field that can work. one cannot really bring much anymore. Yes, it's very old. It's one of the oldest quests in, in mathematics and in science, right? When we fall into the sun or where are we? On the other hand, this toy problem is still giving new techniques and uh, giving a lot of insight and, and perspective from which you can go and, and study something else. It's a base and it's a source of knowledge. And I do have a problem with people saying, well, okay, what's that celestial mechanics? Come on, what can you say new, right? Well, it's not really such as such, right? And as a base point for going and studying further geometry or topology or astrodynamics, you know, becoming a specialist in astrodynamics is, is great. That's what I wanted to say. All right. Well, thank you very much. That's Christina Stoika, who is a professor at Wilfrid Laurier University, and she talked about a field that had ancient uh, origins, but it is still very modern. And, and you're still doing research. You just got back from a conference, right? That's correct, yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Christina, thank you very much. Thank you.